there comes a time where we realize that we can't handle everything on our own. As independent individuals, we would rather suffer and go through instead of asking for help. When we humble ourselves and learn to trust in God, we will grow to understand that God will take care of us. Don't worry about anything, but trust God and pray about everything. I hope this message you are about to hear encourages you. Trust that God has your back in every aspect of life. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Thank God for us being able to come together one more time in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Actually, turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter number six. And we're going to begin in verse number 25. Amen. Uh, just have a few words for you tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Just a few words in Jesus name. Why don't you tell somebody, say, God's got your back. Amen. Y'all believe that? Amen. God's got your back. Amen. There's a scripture that says, Paul said in the book of Corinthians, he said, we are troubled on every side. Praise the Lord. But we're not in distress. Praise the Lord. Troubled on every side. Amen. When you in the world and you say somebody got your back, you got confidence in them, don't you? Hmm. Hey, I'm about to run in here. You got my back? Yep, I got it. All right. That gives you the confidence to go through with it. Right? Amen. Even if you are trying to get lending and you can't support it on your own, sometimes they tell you to go get a cosigner. Right? Now, a lot of people cosign without understanding what a cosigner is. A cosigner and a co-borrower are two different things. A co-borrower means you join on that loan, praise the Lord, and you have some interest in the collateral. If it's a car, right, the car is the collateral. Collateral simply means if you don't make the payments, the bank got something they can come and take from you, okay? So a house loan is collateral, right? But sometimes you can't afford a car by yourself or you have limited credit, right? And they'll tell you, we can't approve you by yourself because you have limited credit. You can afford the payment, we see that. But your credit is limited. So what we want you to do is get a co-signer, not a co-borrower. A co-borrower is a joint person. A co-signer is a person saying, hey, I know this person's character. I know this person going to pay y'all. And I have decent credit. So I'm going to co-sign. And what that means is I'm going to back the loan. I'm going to back the loan. If the primary person don't make the payments, guess what? You call me and I'll make the payment. I'm a co-signer. Now, a lot of times the co-signer has no interest in the vehicle, meaning they don't own any part of the vehicle. They are just a co-signer backing the loan so they could potentially be making payments on the loan on a vehicle that they don't even own, right? A lot of people, they don't understand that part about a cosigner. But when you cosign, you're saying, hey, I don't got no interest in the car a lot of times. A lot of times I don't have any interest in the car or the vehicle, but I'm going to back this loan. You got their back, right? God got your back. When you feel like you can't make it, God got your back. Praise the Lord. When you feel like you want to give up, 
God got your back. Praise the Lord. When things seem like it ain't going right in life and you was on an upward spiral and then you're on a downward spiral, God got your back. Praise the Lord. He's right there all the time. He's been right there all the time. Praise the Lord. And I want to encourage you tonight to let you know, don't give up on God. Continue to walk with him. Praise the Lord. And he got your back. Hallelujah. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what you're going through. I want to encourage you that God already got at your back. Amen. Got your back. When you go, when you, uh, uh, back in the day, <laughs> you better go fight somebody. Hey, if they jump me, you got my back. Yeah, I got your back. They gave you the confidence to go and fight, right? Amen. When you say God got my back, walk with him with confidence. Just like you had confidence in man that they're going to help you scrap a little bit, right? Have confidence in God when you say he got your back. I got your back means I'm confident in the person that's supporting me. Praise the Lord. I'm confident in the one that is supporting me. Praise the Lord. And God is supporting us, y'all. What better God to have than Jesus Christ, who is your support system? Amen. He's your support system. He's like life support. Hmm? Life support. What do it mean with somebody on life support? What that mean? Hmm? The machine breathing for them. Right? They can't do it on their own. So they got something else to help them. Right? You can't do this on your own. Don't you know you got somebody else to help you? Who is that? Jesus. He's there to help you. Praise the Lord. He ain't there to destroy you and to, to harm you, but he do want to make you. Praise the Lord. Listen to Matthew chapter, in chapter 6 and verse 25. When you have it, say amen. The Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, whether ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Look at the question he's asking. Hmm? Look at the question he's asking. Take no thought for what? Your life. Don't worry about your life. Don't be worried about a thing. Praise the Lord. When you're worried about something, you're stressed about it. Don't be stressing. Don't be worrying about a thing. Take no thought of what you shall eat or what you shall drink. God got our back. Nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? And the body than raiment? Verse 26. Behold the fowls of the air. What's the fowls of the air? What's the fowls? The birds. Behold the birds of the air. For they sow not... Neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. What a farmer do? He sows seeds, right? And then those seeds uh, are, are planted. And when those seeds are planted, they, the farmer then reap the harvest, right? And they, when they reap the harvest, they gather up the harvest and put it in their barn. He said, the birds don't do this. The birds don't sow. They don't reap. They don't gather in the barns. Amen. He said, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. 
Are ye not much better than they? Are you not better than the birds of the air? If your heavenly father feed the birds of the air every single day, what are you worried about? Aren't you better than them? Y'all believe y'all better than the birds? Yeah. You are. You are. Now you got some uh, animal activists that may say different. Praise the Lord. But you are. According to the scriptures, you are. Praise the Lord. Yes, God created us all and we all are God's creation. But when we die, we got a soul that's going to be judged. When birds die, they don't. They're just dead. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Verse 27. Which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? What does that mean to y'all? Add one cubit to his stature. What is a, a cubit is a measuring mechanism, right? Unto his stature. What is your stature? What does that mean? Stature. Your height. If you're a short person, Ariana pretty short, right? She can't sit there and take thought and say, oh, I want to be tall. Oh, I want to be tall. Oh, I want to be tall. And she open her eyes and say, hey, I'm tall. Right? It don't work like that, do it? She's sitting there just thinking about wanting to be tall. It ain't going to change her situation that she's short, right? Y'all with me? Just because a short person is thinking about wanting to be tall don't mean it's going to change their situation. So what this means for you in verse number 27, which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? That's all right. Yeah, got to train, train you up on how to act in church. That's all right. Yeah. She did what she was supposed to do. Amen. Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? Okay. By you taking thought, praise the Lord, by you taking thought and worrying about wanting to be tall, it's not going to change your situation. So what he's trying to tell us here is this. No matter what your situation is, don't be worrying about it because because you worry about it is not going to change the fact that you're still in the situation. Right. Put forth your faith toward God and continue to believe that God got my back. Amen. Verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not. Neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Solomon was a rich man. Solomon had clothes for weeks and months. Praise the Lord. He was a wealthy man. Praise the Lord. And he said, look at the lilies of the field. They don't do anything. But you know what? Your heavenly father clothed them, amen, with beauty. He said, now listen, the lilies of the field is clothed and they don't do anything. They don't toil. They don't do spin. They don't do nothing. But Solomon is not as beautiful, praise the Lord, as one of these lilies of the field. Are you not better than the lilies of the field? If God take care of them, won't he take care of you? Why? He got your back. Verse 30, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. What does that mean to y'all? It's cast into the oven. Y'all see grass? 
He said he clothed the grass of the field, right? Y'all have seen a beautiful bed of grass. He said, man, that grass looks so beautiful. It looks so I just wanted to lay in it. I was like that on my college, on my college campus, Greensboro College. We had a big field out there like that. They had benches and water fountains and everything. They were beautiful. You walk by, you say, man, you walk by, people just laid out and they getting tans and they, uh, uh, they tan wear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. People sitting out there got towels laid out on uh, big, like, beach towels and they reading books. Laid out in the grass, just eating food, having a picnic. It was a beautiful bed of grass. It was clothed. It was beautiful. Praise the Lord. So he said, if God clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven. What does that mean? Sometimes my grass at home do this. During the springtime and the summertime, the grass is green. And you cut the grass, you're like, man, that grass look good. I just cut the grass the other day, and I pulled up today at home. I said, man, I'm glad I cut that grass. It looks good. But you know what happens sometimes? That grass sometimes turns brown. Y'all ever seen brown grass? The sun cooked it. The sun cooked it. He said, today it is, but tomorrow it's cast into the oven. Shall he not, huh? Yeah, it's dying. Yep. And shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Now look how he chastised them a little bit. You don't have to be worried. God got your back. Look how he's talking about how God will supply the needs of the individual. Y'all with me? You don't have to worry about a thing. Just keep your faith. Keep the faith. Doom, doom, doom. Don't give up. Mm -mm -mm. It's only a test. Mm -mm -mm. It's only a test. Right? Y'all know the song? It's only a test. You going through. It's going to be over real soon. Keep the faith and don't give up. No, it's only a test. Doom, 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 doom. Right? <laughs> it's just a test you're going through. But don't give up. <clears throat> Know that God got, as they say, as they say on the streets, God got my back. He got it, right? He got it. He got it. Amen. All right. He said, "Oh, you have little faith." Look how he chastised him a little bit. Oh, you have little faith. You, you. It ain't that you ain't got no faith. You just got little faith. All right. Look at verse thirty-one. Therefore, take no thought, saying, "What shall we eat, or what shall we drink?" Notice the word, therefore, verse 31. The first word he says is what? Therefore. therefore. This means because I just told you the scenario of how God clothed the lilies of the field and the grass of the field, you're better than the fowls of the air, right? Amen. He said, because I've told you these things and how I support these things that you are better than, he said, therefore, Take no thought. Don't be worried. Don't be worried. There's a song somebody says this. Don't pray and worry. Don't pray and worry. Who is that? J Moss or something? Don't pray and worry. Amen. Don't be why, if you're gonna worry, why are you praying? Prayer is supposed to get rid of the worry. Come on now. That's what prayer is for. 
Prayer is to get rid of the worry. So why are you praying, but then you're still worrying? If you're praying, but then you're still worrying, you're praying without faith. Hallelujah. We just pray for people tonight, right? We're praying by faith. Don't worry. God will fix it. He got my back. Praise the Lord. But if you're going to pray, you're giving it to God. But if you're going to worry after you pray, what's the point of praying? Hmm? Say, Lord, I believe, but help me with thou my unbelief. Praise the Lord. Pray. And there's nothing wrong with going to God and praying multiple times. In Luke chapter 18, there was a, a woman who kept coming to the, the judge and said, avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not avenge of her adversary. But then she kept coming to him. Avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me of my adversary. He said, if I don't avenge this woman of her adversary, she's going to continue to worry me. And because she's going to continue to worry me, I'm going to fix her problem so she can leave me alone and don't have to keep coming to me. And he was given that parable to say, keep on praying. Hallelujah. Keep on praying. I believe that was Luke chapter 18. Starting at verse 1, I believe. Right, verse 33. Uh, verse 32 and 33, and we'll close. Uh, verse 30, 32 through 34, we'll just finish off the, the verses here. 32 through 34, Matthew 6, 32 through 34. For after all these things, um, let's go back to verse 31. We never finished reading verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For the heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these, ye have need of all these things. Don't be worried about it. He said, see, God already know what you have need of. He already know you need food and drink and clothing. That's the necessities, right? He know you have need of these things. So he said, don't, don't be worried about these things. These are the things the Gentiles seek after. Don't be worried. The ungodly, they seek after that. Praise the Lord. Your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye what? First the what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right? It don't mean seek the kingdom of God first and then his righteousness second. Y'all with me? It don't mean seek this kingdom of God first and then his righteousness second. He said, first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You seek both of those at the same time. Amen. And all these things shall be added unto you. You seek God's kingdom and you seek after his righteousness. You got to be holy. You have nothing to worry about. Why can't he say that with confidence? How can we say that with confidence? Because... Uh, David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Praise the Lord. Amen. See if I can find that scripture for you right there and then we'll, we'll close with that one. Is that all right? Amen. Let's go to the book of, um, Psalms chapter number 35. I'm sorry, 37. Psalms 37 and verse 25. 
Let's go there and we'll close, Lord willing. Okay, Psalms 37, verse 25 is what we want, but let's start at verse 23 and we're going to read through verse 26 in the name of Jesus. Okay. All right, Psalms 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by who? The The Lord. And he delighteth in his what? In his way. What does delight mean? Delighted. When you delighted with something. My wife sometimes says, ooh, that tastes so delightful. (laughs) What does that mean? It's good. Happy. Yeah, happy. Pleasant. Satisfied with it, right? Amen. There's another scripture that says the prayers of the righteous is his delight. Praise the Lord. No, there's some benefits that come with being righteous, man. The prayers of the righteous is his delight. Praise the Lord. So he says here, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is why we should have accomplished. uh, This is why we should have confidence in God. Ordered by the Lord means established by the Lord. The steps of a good man. Hallelujah. Are established. They're ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. He delighteth in his way. He's happy. He's pleasant in his way. Verse 24. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. See, we're not going to be perfect, right? No, we're striving to be perfect. I ain't saying make this as an excuse for you to go and just uh, uh, sin and, 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 and think God just going to just be okay with all that, right? That, that ain't what we're doing. We're not making provisions for the flesh. Praise the Lord. But he said, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth with him with his hand. Amen. Verse 25. Listen to this. There's a scripture we wanted. I have been young and now am what? Old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen. His, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. His descendants, he's never seen them forsaken. And he's never seen God's people, his descendants, begging for bread. Why? Because God got our back. He got your back. Amen. Verse 27, uh, 26. He is ever merciful. That means forever. God is ever merciful. And lendeth. And his seed is blessed. God lends stuff to us. Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Brandon. I hope this message was encouraging unto you. I want to give you the opportunity to be a true disciple for Jesus Christ. What the Bible says is repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, and that is the true plan of salvation. I hope that you obey the word of God. I hope that you continue to tune into our messages so that you may be encouraged and continue to be rooted in Jesus Christ. And if you like, uh, you can email us at newransomjesuschurch at gmail.com. I also encourage you to go to our website and subscribe to our blog, newransomjesuschurch.com. 
subscribe to our blog. You'll also be able to find out how you can give to this ministry as well if this ministry has been a blessing unto you. God bless you. And until next time, stay rooted in Jesus. Thank you.